welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Welcome, welcome everybody to Moments once again. Um, my name is Rob, this is my dad, Gregory Dickow, and um, <laughs> we're gonna take a little bit of time tonight just catching up, talking about life, talking about what's going on in the world, talking about simplicity like we've been for the last several weeks and, and months. Um, so welcome, it's good to have you with us. And dad, um, I know you've got a lot that you've just been thinking about. We've talked a little bit about some stuff, and so, um, I know we kind of want to cover a lot of ground tonight, but um, but I want to start, if, if it's okay with you, Yeah. we were talking the other day, um, just like chilling, you know, chatting about just stuff, and what, something came up, we were talking about um, joy, happiness, and how to be, basically how to be happy in this time, because it's kind of been challenging for obviously a lot of people. So um, while you were talking, you were like, G, G was in there, and you were like, hey G, write, write this down while we're talking. So I've... <laughs> Pulled out my phone. She being Gina. Yes, yes. My daughter. Uh, sister, yeah. So, <laughs> so she was taking notes. I pulled out my phone and started recording audio because I do that sometimes when when you're talking just to just to catch what's going so I can remember. Um, so I. I got to be more careful. Yeah, yeah, for, for real, sure. For real. I want to play a part of what I recorded um, the other day because I kind of wanted to set up what we're going to chat about, and I just kind of want your reactions. You haven't heard it yet, but um, you said it, so. Yes, it came I from heard you, it in my mind exactly. when I did say it. <laughs> but the but team has a clip. Do it, yeah. That's cool. Let's That's play. Great. Let's play that, and uh, and then we'll then we'll so chat we about it. So we need to learn how to live in crisis because mm. as soon as the COVID ends, something else is going to come. Right. Something else is going to be a crisis in mm. everybody's life. It might not be the same thing like it is now, but it's going to be the same intensity in individuals, and we have to learn how to not lose our joy, how to be thankful, how to be happy in it all. We can't stop all of our celebration and laughter in life because of suffering, because if we're gonna have integrity about it, there's people, so before COVID, there were people suffering with poverty and disease all over this world that we don't give any attention to. And we carried on with laughter and joy with all of that suffering, but somehow we've sort of shame, almost shame people for having fun, having joy, having happiness in while other people are suffering. And yet there's always going to be people suffering mm. and we can't stop remembering the good and celebrating the good just because they're suffering in our life or in other people's life. We can do something about it by helping people, but we can't become depressed over it and live a joyless laughless lives yeah so that that was what we were talking a little bit of what we were talking about um i kind of just was you know hoping you could just kind of respond to that expound on that a little bit yeah Um, because i do think it's super important that we are uh able to be happy um despite bad things going on in the world just because things are hard just and and it's hard for a lot of people and there's there's that's real so it doesn't dis- discount that, but how do we go ab- about continuing to, to enjoy life when it seems that it's hard to enjoy uh, yeah. life? Or it almost seems, it feels maybe wrong to kind of enjoy life. I think that's kind of been a, a feeling a little bit. So I just would love for you to expound a little bit on that. Well, I think the first thing that I wanna say about what you guys just heard was that was so raw of, in our discussion and yeah. I love those moments and I, I love those uh, capturing those moments. I do wanna say, that 
I don't want that to come across as unsympathetic or right. non-empathetic or not having empathy towards people who are suffering. Like my point is to try to put things in perspective. I think mm -hmm. perspective is the, is the secret sauce to life. I think that how we look at something is more uh, important than what we're actually looking at. What yeah. we're looking at might be good and we don't have the right perspective to appreciate it. Or what, we, what we're looking at might be bad, but we don't have the perspective to understand what we can do about it and, and to understand that it might not be quite as bad as initially reported or mm -hmm. in, that we initially thought. And I don't mean regarding this particular crisis we're in, but any crisis we're in. We tend to uh, immediately go towards the negative yeah. when a situation happens and to think the worst and to almost expect the worst. And yet that's the way the flesh is. That's the way we're our sinful nature, our human nature has a tendency to lean towards the negativity. And that's why we have to allow our spirit nature, our, you know, our our new person, the new man in Christ. We need that to guide us because who we really are on the inside, our spirit is positive mm -hmm. and our spirit is victorious and our spirit is more than a conqueror. That's why we need to see this is the thing that I don't mean to, to d dive down this rabbit hole, but I think it's important for people to understand how we're how we're made, how yeah. we're wired, that we're we're three parts, we're spirit, soul and body. So uh, our the part of us that leans towards the negativity is the part of us that is deteriorating like the outer man decays, but the inner man is being renewed day by day. The Bible says our outer man is decaying. And in that sense, we we gravitate towards the negative in our outward man, our outer man or our, out, our outward life. But our inner man, our new born again, made the righteousness of God in Christ spirit is so positive and so optimistic and so healthy. And that's why we need the Bible to tell us what our spirit already knows. We need mm -hmm. the Bible to tell our mind what our spirit already knows, that we're more than conquerors and we can handle crisis and we're wired for we're wired for crisis. We're made to handle. We're made with certain um, chemicals that go off in our body when a negative crisis comes, the fight or flight response in the human, you know, in the human brain, that is cortisone or cortisol being released in our body to give us the energy and give us the momentum and to give us that that quick release of power to to either fight or flight, to run from the situation or fight the situation. And um, we have this you you have this inside of you. You have the ability to handle crisis. And while we are attacking the negativity in other people's lives by giving to them and helping people in the midst of crisis, we have to know how to live our lives yeah. on a day to day basis because there's always going to be crisis in this world right. and there's always going to be trials and suffering in this world. And that's why Jesus said in this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. That doesn't sound to me like depressed mm -hmm. depression. Be mm -hmm. of good cheer means that we have to be something that our human nature doesn't want us to necessarily be. But our mm. spirit wants us to mm. be of good cheer. God wants us to be of good cheer. We have the capacity to be of good cheer. To be of good cheer to me means cheers. Yeah. In other words, you know, when somebody toasts someone else, cheers, it's 
a moment to rejoice. It's a moment to celebrate. It's a moment to be positive. It's a moment to bring um, positive impact into the room and into the, you know, into the whatever the event is that you're having. Cheers is a celebration word. Mm -hmm. So to be of good cheer, Jesus is telling us to rejoice. And the scripture I want to get to, if we have time, is in James one, where he says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. So I think we have got to master the concept of not allowing our present condition to determine what we believe or to determine our emotions or to control our emotions, because people are having emotions all over the place. But we have to get control of them. And one of the ways we get control of our emotions is through the power of counting it all joy and powering through a trial with joy and with positive faith filled energy. Mm, yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think uh, it's important what you said is uh, it's it's kind of in, it's human nature to think of the negative. Yes. Like, and, and I think part of being able to be happy is realizing that uh, you have to work. It's a it's it, it does take conscious effort because it's easy. It's easier to to be to focus on what's wrong, to focus right. on what's bad, to focus on what is what is worth complaining about and being upset about and being frustrated about. Um, that that comes easy. And so when we feel those things, I think it's important that it's like, and not that I'm an expert on this, but I'm just processing how I how I you know, deal with these thoughts and these emotions, it's like, I have to tell myself, uh, you're not, you're not feeling these things because it's important. You're feeling these things because it's natural. So you have to counter that with what is, what everything that scripture says is to counter all joy. Yeah. You have to uh, counter it with praise. Yeah. Yeah. With joy, with self, you know, I consider joy like, uh, rejoicing. Like if you use the word rejoice, Philippians chapter four says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, there's so much in the Bible about rejoicing and praising God that's not emotional. It's not based on how we feel sometimes. Sometimes we feel like rejoicing and sometimes we don't. But I would ask you and I would ask everybody uh, to take a moment and consider this. If you're running out of gas and you're driving down the road and you're running out of gas, you don't have the option of letting your emotions determine whether you're going to refuel. OK, sorry to put the emphasis on refuel. I'm not trying to talk, say it to you like you don't know what I'm saying, no, but the I, emphasis yeah, is good. on it because you, if you, you if you look at the word refuel and you compare it to rejoice, mm. you know, fuel and joy, refuel and rejoice, it's 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 the same exact concept. And my point is, is that nobody refuels their car because they love paying, you know, three dollars for gas uh, per gallon or because they love pulling over or they love being even more late than they already were wherever they're driving to. Mm -hmm. Nobody refuels because they feel this urgency, this urge and emotion to do it. They refuel because everything's going to be worse if yeah. you don't refuel. Yeah. Things are going to get even worse than they already are. No matter how late you are, you're going to be a whole lot more late if you don't refuel. You run out of gas yeah. and you got to call somebody or you got to walk. And I, that's happened to me in the early years. We had Olivia as a baby. She's in the little infant seat and we and I thought and 
you know, of course your mother's like, well, don't we need to pull over? Don't we need to pull over? And I'm like, no, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. I believe God is with us. Over, of course, God being with even us. more late but than they already God were, wherever they're driving us, nobody not to pull over. refuels and because we did end up pulling over. This but that's only because we ran out of gas. Gosh. And I ended up walking. I and, and there it's November, December at the time, it's 1990. 1990 or 1991, she's in the back seat. Olivia is an infant. And, you know, and so your mother and her had to stay in the car. It's late. I start walking. It's about a mile and a half to the next gas station. This is back in that day. You know, they didn't have them everywhere like they do now. Anyway, I this guy sees me walking and I I, I pull a thumb, a hitchhike, which I did when I was in college. And I thought, so some guy pulls me over. He's like, hey, what's going on here? I'm like, I ran out of gas. He's like, let me let me help you. I got in his car. He drove to the gas station. We, he drove me back, saved the day. Nobody froze to death. Mm. Uh, nobody's, you know, no, nothing bad came. But it cost me time. It cost me money. It cost me confidence because I, mm. you know, next time your mother got in the car, she always checked the fuel gauge. Yes. But yes. <laughs> the point is, is you refuel because you're low, because you have to, mm. because you're not going to get where you need to go unless you refuel. Yeah. We must learn to rejoice mm. because we're going to run out of strength and the joy of the Lord is our strength. We're going to run out of happiness, but the joy of the Lord is is greater and po more powerful than happiness. We're going to run out of uh, reasons to enjoy our lives in, unless we rejoice. And that's an that's a decision yeah. to celebrate the good, to look for the good and to celebrate the good rather than to remain in the condition that we're in, because everything, if you leave anything alone and give it no care, give it no attention, it will sub succumb to the law of entropy, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever good conditions it's in, it will worsen. The condition will worsen as time goes by. That will happen to our soul if we don't nurture our soul. That will happen to your car if you don't take care of your car, your house. If you don't take if you just look, if you just leave your house for a year, bad stuff's going to happen if nobody comes and cleans it, if nobody comes and maintains it. And that is exactly how we are. And so we are we have to make a conscious decision. As James one, two says, count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And I want people to see this and let endurance have its perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, that the perfect and complete life, according to the word of God, is a life of joy in the midst of trials. The perfect life is not a life of joy because you have no trials. Mm -hmm. The mature, perfect, complete life, according to the Bible, and not perfect in the sense that there's never anything wrong, but perfect in the sense of maturity is what this word is used as the perfect life. The best life you can have in this world is a life of joy in the midst of tribulation mm -hmm. rather than a life without tribulation. It's good. So we're kind of redefining the perfect life. Yes. I think the standard uh, definition of a perfect life is no problems, all good things, right. all success, 
uh, no failure, and I think that's the that's just the wrong definition. What you're saying is perfect life is that you are regularly uh, making decisions to count it all joy, to focus on the good, to do, to do the good, regardless of what the circumstances are, what they look like. Yes. I, I like that. That's really good. That is the uh, redefinition yeah, of the perfect life. Awesome. We have just redefined for everybody. We can all go home right now. <laughs> well, you're already home. Well, and say that we succeeded because yeah. this really is the life. And it, it, when it says count it all joy, Mm -hmm. That word count is a literal accounting term. It's written with that word because okay. that's exactly what God intended for it to be seen as and understood as is that you have to count mm -hmm. it all joy. That means you literally have to factor everything that is happening in your life, add it all up, mm -hmm. count it all up and come up with this answer to this equation. Once you count it all up, you're, the answer is joy. Count it all joy. Once you count it all, joy is the answer. Yeah. Joy is the is the is the um, equate the answer to the equation, the solution to the problem. Mm. Joy is if you look at joy in our lives, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of God will overcome our, our other emotions. The joy swallows up negativity. The joy of the Lord brings power, brings energy, brings strength. It really is one of the most powerful things in this world, and it is not built upon or built as a result of the circumstances. Mm. It's in spite of right. the circumstances. It's, it's it's counting it joy, adding up joy into the equation. Anything in your life going on right now plus joy is going to result in the perfect life, so to speak, in the mm. mature life, lacking nothing. He says in James 1, 4, lacking nothing because your faith will produce endurance and endurance will produce the perfect result of you lacking nothing. So if you want to if you want to be able to live a life where you're lacking nothing, no matter what is going on, where you're lacking no good thing is you have to add joy to the equation of yeah. whatever you're facing yeah. in life, whether it's mm -hmm. financial, whether it's emotional, whether uh, it's physical, whether somebody betrayed you, hurt you, disappointed you, left you, um, despised you, talked nasty about you, whether you're got money in the bank or no money in the bank, whether you got a car that runs or a car that walks, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. you have to add once you add all those things up, the one thing you cannot leave out of the equation is joy. Add joy to any equation mm -hmm. and it is going to result in you lacking nothing. Yeah, really Woo! good. Preach myself happy, <laughs> but I hope uh, I hope people are getting that. I love it. I love that. That's awesome. Um, I, I do. Uh, I, I mean, I, I kind of want to keep talking about that, but I also want to talk about something else uh, because I know you've been doing some like research. <laughs> yes, but and, but is there anything else you want to touch on that subject before yes. we move on? Okay, here's what I want to touch on on that subject before we before we move on, and that is I want to read that very scripture to people in the Message Bible, okay. because I and a couple other translations real quick because I want you to I want you to feel the weight, the power of this verse and really be able to walk away applying this in your life in James one, two, 
Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come on you from all sides. That's happening right now. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So what is the secret to uh, becoming mature, well-developed, not deficient in any way, considering it a gift when you have tests and challenges from all sides. That's the message translation version of this. Mm. And then the New Living Translation, brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Endurance means you'll be able to endure anything. You'll be able to endure COVID. You'll be able to endure financial crisis. You'll be able to endure family crisis, physical crisis and the passion translation. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Mm. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you Mm. to endure all things. You see, joy is an activator just the same way that you add a certain chemical to something else. It activates that other chemical or it activates that other substance. Joy activates the power within you Mm -hmm. as you rejoice and count it all joy and praise God anyway and give thanks anyway. It stirs up power within you and that power enables you and empowers you to do anything. It's really good. That um, endure anything. Mm, yeah, so. it's like it. Um, yeah, you're building up and, you, and, and it's it's progressive, right? So you the more you do it, the, the stronger right. you get, the more you can endure and, and it keeps going. It's That's like right. resistance training or weight training. No, and no question. It's literally what, what it is. It's resisting like, you know, the 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 urge to stay negative to stay just looking at what's in front of you, looking at the circumstance. That's really that's really cool. It's resisting the temptation to 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 be silenced by the by the trial. Yeah, because that's easy. Don't allow the trial to silence your praise or your joy. Yeah. And that is easy to to be silenced by that. And you have to decide not to be silent. So it's oh it's okay that it's hard. Yes. Because right? I think it's okay. You don't feel you, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's very I mean, I I'm in that a lot where I'm just like, I, I don't feel like making an effort right now because I just it's it's just easy to feel feelings and stay in the situation you're in. Oh. You know, like you talked about counting earlier and like math is hard, like counting <laughs> is hard sometimes. And that's so good. I think it's okay. I think it's good, important to realize like that is what you it, you can expect that it's going to be challenging, but it's endurance building. So the that's more right. the more you do it and everything else in life, we we accept this truth in everything yeah. else in life. We yeah. accept the fact that there are things we have to do that we don't feel right. You know, every time you have you go to work, you don't always feel like it. Go to school. You don't always feel like it to say somebody to somebody. I'm sorry. You don't always feel Mm. like it to say somebody to somebody. I forgive you. You don't always feel like it. And and we can go on and on. You don't feel like getting out of bed. You don't feel like like if we we mastered the reality, we've accepted the reality that we can't let our feelings control us. 
we've accepted that reality in just about every other area of our life. But in our faith life, in our walk with God, in our walk of faith and our walk of love, we have to also accept that reality that we're not going to feel faith. We're not going to feel joy. We're not going to feel love all the time. But we rejoice anyway, just like we refuel. I don't feel like I got any gas in the car, so I refuel. I don't feel like I got any joy or any reason to open my mouth and praise God, but I'm going to rejoice anyway. And then the joy that's inside of us is activated Mm -hmm. by our rejoicing. It activates the power of joy that is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. And that's um, a decision that has to be made to accept the reality that you won't always feel like it, Mm -hmm. but do it anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's very empowering and um, very practical on how to, these are these are practical steps to being happy regularly to have to absolutely and what we're what we're calling living living a perfect life. This is how, <laughs> this is how it's done. I love that. Yeah, it's really That's mature. Cool. And I have a story, okay. uh, a personal experience. Um, I think when I think of this crisis of COVID mm-hmm. that hit in March, when I think of it. I instinctively knew that, okay, here's the essential things that people need to know. Here's what I want to encourage our church members to do. Here's what I want to encourage anybody who can hear the sound of my voice to do, to simplify their life, to um, to pray, learn how to pray with the word of God, pray the promises of God um, to reprioritize our lives. I went through in my mind when COVID hit, I went through in my mind what I remembered, the muscle memory that I learned in a crisis moment in our church's life. Mm. I've had crises in my personal life. We've had crises in our family life. We've had crises in our church life. But in our church life in 1996, when we decided we're going to build our first church building, I had to come up with a lot of money as a 20 something year old kid, 28 or 20, whatever age I was um, at the time, 30, right around 30 ish. But um, I had to we had to come up with all this money to buy land. We had to come up with money to be able to build the building. And then when we finally got the money and we got the land and we got what we needed and we started construction and I've told this story, but in the But in the context of what we're talking about here about crises, this is what um, forged my my determination to to laugh off crises, to endure, to rejoice anyway, is we got sued by the city of that we were in at the time, Barrington Hills. And I'd never been sued before. I had never been had a legal battle before. I had never had anything like that happen. And it was so overwhelming to me because this was the life of our church. We had, you know, 400 members or so. I promised them we were going to build this church. And now I get us embroiled in a lawsuit. There was nothing. None of it was our fault. It was all the, the, the fault of Barrington Hills, as they later admitted by paying us one hundred thousand dollars and uh, uh, accepting that we were going to build our building in that location that that they tried to kick us out of, which is a lot of money, by the way, back then, one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> is a lot of money today. today. But, you know, so, yeah, uh, go God. But um, but I 
I mean, the emotional toll that that took on me was very enormous. It was because I was promising our church members, we're going to do good by you when you give. We're going to build this building. We're going to grow as a church. And now I'm being sued by Barrington Hills, our church being sued. I'm personally being sued by them. All this coming against me and I'm a young pastor. I'm a young person, period. I'm I'm your age at mm -hmm. the time, yeah. a, a little older, maybe a couple of years, not as wise as mm -hmm. you are now, <laughs> but I was more zealous than I than I am now, more, you know, all zeal, no wisdom. But uh, but I I remember the feeling and I remember God showing me scriptures about building and taking me to the book of Nehemiah and Ezra and saying seeing how they had opposition. And when you're being opposed by not only spiritual forces, but now you're being opposed by the smartest people in your city, by the most the richest people in your city. They're the, they're the lawyers. They're the they're the people that control the, the, the politics and the government of the city. And that's the largest city by land mass of any any city in Illinois besides Chicago itself. City of Barrington Hills, you'd be shocked. So these people rich, they're smart, they're crafty, they're wily and they're against me and they're trying to get us to 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 lose everything we had and lose our church and never and never be able to build there. Well, that's the crises that I had to learn how to laugh through, mm. how to believe God through, how to pray through, how to rejoice through anyway. And now. When tr crisis comes, I know what to do. I go back to the library in my memory of how I responded to that. The scriptures God gave me for that, the promises that he gave me mm. for that. And I want to encourage everybody who's watching right now. The decision you make right now. The decision you make in this moment to rejoice as a lifestyle to rejoice as a way of living will power you through any and every crisis that is going to come your way this year, next year, this decade, next decade and for the decades to come of your remaining life. If you will make this decision, I am going to be a lifetime rejoicer. I'm going to be a lifetime just like for a lifetime. I'll be refueling my gas tank for a lifetime. I'll be rejoicing my soul, counting it all joy, blessing the Lord, oh, my soul and forgetting none of his benefits. That decision at that time in my life launched me into what God's calling was for my life, made me a better husband, father, leader, uh, provider, protector. And that decision that day in court being sued that I'm going to rejoice anyway, that I'm going to trust God's promises anyway, when all hope seemed to be lost, that decision marked my life mm. and that decision gave me the tools to handle any crisis That's that true. has come since and any crisis that will come after. And I want to encourage our family, our church family, embrace this yeah. opportunity to learn rejoicing in the midst of because COVID is one of the most controversial crisis that has ever existed. There's so many people that think it's overblown and so many people that think it's underestimated. 
Mm -hmm. And I believe it's somewhere in the middle, mm -hmm. uh, like most things. And but my point is, is no, our fight is not to prove how bad it is or to prove that it's not so bad, because that's going to prove itself out over time. But what we have an opportunity to do right now is to decide how we're going to react to crises when they come by reacting to this one right now in this moment of uncertainty, even though it seems like the vaccine's coming, but that's not something to put our trust in. Mm. We got to trust God that may not even work. Who knows? But more importantly, it's what we did in the meantime. We're going to look back and history is going to tell us 2020. They got it wrong. The science was wrong. They shouldn't stop kids from going to school. We're going to learn all those things and we're going to be able to have data and evidence to prove all of the things one way or another or a combination. Yeah. But one thing we're not going to one thing we're not going to be able to do in the future is redo this mm, moment. So good. So we have an opportunity right now to not wait for us to prove our point or for one group to be proven right and one group to be proven wrong. It's we must learn the art, the skill of joy mm. in mm -hmm. the midst of trials. Yes. That's yes. it. That's, That's what awesome. we got to do. Yeah, I love that. The art of joy. I think it's so it's something that needs to be mastered. It's something that needs to be developed. It's not something that just you can just start doing and it's it's super easy. It's something that we got to work at. So yes. I love that challenge and I love you know, that puts it in perspective. Like, let's let's not forget that we do have an opportunity right now uh, to really create our future. That's we right. A better a better future. It's going to we're going to look back on this and say, what did we do now in this time? What did we do then that made made me who I am? That's now? right. So I think it's just that's good to, to be a little more forward thinking than just looking right now in this situation. And how can I cope with what's happening how can I forge my future right now? And um, so that's that's, right. that's a good challenge. I, 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 I take that on. And I think um, what you shared, that story that you shared is really cool. And I think there's plenty of people watching that have experiences like that, that we sometimes just don't think about because it's just in the past. Yeah. So I think a, a great challenge, you know, for everyone watching and what what I want to do is is take some time this week and really think about the challenges that I've overcome, the things that I've, I'm, I'm, I've, that God brought me through, because that's the kind of stuff that's gonna, that 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 is equipping me to take on this challenge yes. and future challenges. So I think that's really great perspective. So it's almost like you have to have this tension of, of looking back mm -hmm. and looking forward, looking back at what you've come out of. That's what is equipping you to move forward and to conquer what's in front of you. Absolutely. And, the, and, and there are so many reasons why we can rejoice yeah. and power through what's right in front of us. But one of them is because we have the victory. Like mm. like God said, stand back and see the salvation, stand and see the salvation of your God. The battle is the Lord's. He's already gone ahead of us. Yeah. And so one joy needs to be a, a discipline in our lives. But it also needs to be a, re a response or a reflex to the fact that we have been given the victory. So we know that God causes all things to work together for good mm -hmm. to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God is doing something bigger in your life right now. God's doing something bigger in your life. He's doing something bigger in my life than That's I good. see. Mm -hmm. And he's doing something bigger in all of us than what we see. 
And we've got to take advantage of that by trusting him that he actually is doing that, rejoicing and praising him because we believe that he's doing that and has done that and being at peace and being willing to simplify our lives because we've been given a moment to get to really focus on what's most important. Yeah. People, what God has done for us, Mm -hmm. what we can do for one another and what we together can do for this world. That is the simplified life that God's given us an opportunity to truly capture and make as a foundation for our lives in these days. It's really good. Love that. Well, I know we got just a few minutes left. Um, Do you have any closing thoughts, anything that you want to just seal before we wrap this? I mean, you know, tying it all together, because this is a lot, a lot of really good stuff that we've talked about. I I think that the talked about. No, I'm I'm receiving receiving it all. No, I think um, I think the whole concept of joy in his presence, one of the things that Joseph mentioned earlier when he's uh, starting the service out was becoming aware of God's presence in our lives is the secret to a joy filled life because in his presence is fullness of joy. The reason why there's a there's this gap between our our joy and our Christian life or our life in general. The reason there's this gap is not because God's presence isn't with us. If, If in his presence is fullness of joy and he's always with us, then why why don't we always have joy? Because we're not focused on his presence. We're not reminding ourselves Mm -hmm. and 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 truly consciously recognizing his presence. There's nothing we have to do to get God's presence to come. Our praise doesn't bring God. God's already here. God's already been brung by the blood of Jesus. So us being able to become more aware of God's presence is going to close the gap Mm -hmm. between emotional distress and true peace and joy. Grab gang, grab this awareness, awaken to this awareness of God's presence. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. And on that note, if you are watching right now and you've never invited God's presence into your life, you've never been what the Bible calls born again. You've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord. I want to take our last moment and invite you to do that right now. Pray this with me. Look, there is a heaven and there is a hell. God doesn't send anybody to hell. He's given us a way to heaven through Jesus Christ. We send ourselves there by rejecting God's free gift to pay for our sins with the blood of Jesus. Either Jesus pays for your sins or you pay since he already paid. I'm not paying twice. I'm accepting his payment. And so should you pray this with me and start a relationship with God, which would be the greatest decision that any human being could ever make in their life. Pray this with me out loud. Heavenly Father, I said, just pray that right where you're watching. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my savior and Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sin. From this moment forward, say that from this moment forward, I'm a child of God. It's so simple. It's just opening the door to the master who's been knocking for so long. You've opened the door now. 
he accepts the invitation every time he's knocked. You open, you invite. He comes. He has come. He's with you now. He's in you now. Congratulations. You just made the greatest decision of your life. And I'd like to send you a gift. It's my book, The Power of a New Life. You can download this anywhere in the world. And um, it's my free gift to you. It's the next steps in this journey of this beautiful, amazing relationship, relationship, not religion, relationship with God and to all of our uh, members and friends and loved ones and family. We love you guys. We thank you for watching. We got so much this Christmas Christmas it's gonna be week good. coming up. It's going to be really good. I'm excited. We're real close. I'm excited. It's, it's different. Christmas is looking different this year. Obviously, we're not gathering in person for our Christmas services, but it's home for the holidays. So we're going to bring Christmas into your home, you know, with, with us. We're yeah. going to celebrate. We're going to sing together. We're going to hear the word. We're going to pray together, expect miracles. So it's really going to be a special time. So make sure you're a part um, of those experiences, Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. These are going to be streamed live so you can watch them from your home on Facebook, on LifeChangerChurch.com. Um, so and also I just want to say thank you to you guys that are watching. I just want to shout out Charity and Shirley and AJ. I uh, love seeing you. I've had the chat open this whole time. So I'm seeing you guys uh, comment Marjorie and uh, uh, Peloton, Pelotonin, Peloton, the bike. Peloton, uh, love it. Okay, cool. Great to have Jenny, you guys. Uh, Shirley, <laughs> great, great seeing you guys on here. So thanks for being with us tonight, Dad. Any, join any, us, yeah. join us for our, if you're in the local area, our in-person Holy Communion service coming up this Sunday, December 20th, which, by the way, anywhere you are in the world, you can take communion with us at our 1030 service. It'll be just our 1030 service. Now, we will have all of our other services yeah. online, but 1030 communion service in person and online for yeah. this Sunday, December come, come 20th. Come to both of them. Yeah. Or watch both of them. It's going to be 9, incredible. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Really excited. Can't wait. Cool. Love you guys. Love you guys. Uh, until Sunday, have a great rest of your week and uh, encourage somebody with some of the things that you heard tonight. Be an encourager this week. Uh, as always, let's not just hear the teaching, let's act on it. Um, so, but Rejoice, we love you. refuel. Yes. God bless. Love it. See you guys.